Hi, everybody. Welcome to Montana's Care Network um, Facebook Live. We are this is our third live that we've done, and um, we are glad that you guys are all tuning in and um, sharing this and commenting and 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 getting involved with our Facebook Lives. Today, we're going to be talking about our best recovery moments, and um, we would love to hear from you as we're Bill and I. Um, Bill, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Bill Diefel. I am a recovery coach at Montana's Peer Network. I'm going in MCDC. Great, thank you. And then I'm Ashley McLean, and I work as a recovery coach supervisor for Montana's Peer Network. But as we're going back and forth on this live today, um, please comment and share your best recovery moments with us. And, um, you know, throughout this this broadcast, we'll um, answer questions or acknowledge um, you know, your best recovery moments. So we're just going to jump right into it. Like, I think in the, in the light of all of this negativity going on in the world, um, it's, it's nice for us to kind of change that dialogue to what is, what was good about your recovery? What's good about, you know, your journey? And, um, man, I have so many and, um, yeah. What about you, Bill? So I have I have a couple that pop right up in mind, um, but probably the one that I want to talk about the most is where um, my recovery journey kind of began. Um, I had uh, I had gotten arrested. I had been to jail three or for about three or four months. I was court ordered to do mental health treatment. I was court ordered to do 12 step meetings. Um, I was um, a client of DOC. Um, I had to do UAs once a week. <clears throat> and this was about nine or 10 months into that whole system. Um, I can remember just wanting to get through the system. I didn't have any any type of inclination that I was going to stay in recovery. I just needed to do this because this is what I was told and I didn't want to get in any more trouble. Um, oh, there's one more thing I wanted to add to all that. So I got charges in two counties, both felony counts, and they offered me drug court in each county and I refused it because it was a strict program and I didn't think I was going to stay in recovery. Um, and hindsight's 2020, if, if I'm still in recovery, I mean, that would have been a really good program for me to be a part of. Yeah. Um, and I just didn't, I just didn't see it. So here's kind of the setting. Every Wednesday, I have to go check in with my probation officer. I have to give a UA. And so we're nine or 10 months into this every Wednesday type routine. Um, 36 years old, living with mom and dad, no driver's license. And so my mom takes me to all my appointments. Um, and it was just any other Wednesday. She drove me down. I checked in. I did my UA. And as I was walking out of the probation office and going to the parking lot, seeing my mom in the car, reading her book, something came over me. 
And for the first time, I asked myself, why not recover? Mm. And, and so um, first time in my entire life that I was consciously aware and that that question came to the forefront of my mind. And that was really the beginning of my recovery journey. Um, I had two or three appointments a week at my mental mental health clinic, um, was going to three or four NA meetings, and all of a sudden, um, I started seeing similarities rather than differences. I started seeing how it could work rather than why it wouldn't work. Um, and so, you know, my my mind had, had shifted just enough um, for me to see things that I had never seen before. Um, and, and for me, that was, that was instrumental in, in the beginning of my recovery for me to even begin to think that there was hope. Um, and so, um, for me, that's, that's really where it began because I was just going through the motions, getting my slip sign at the 12 step meetings, um, doing the suggestions that my mental health providers made to me because that's what I was court ordered to do. Um, and I wanted to get out of the system as fast as I could so I could resume my way of living. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm so thankful that uh, there, was a, there was a lot of different combinations that happened for, for that one moment to happen so that I could begin a recovery journey. So um, that's, that's one of the, one of the moments that I wanted to share about and, and talk about because until then I had no hope. I had no reason to think that there was any different way of living than the way that I'd been living for the past 15 years. And, uh, thank God for DOC. So that's, that's, yeah. that's my first moment. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, um, story. And it looks like we have Jim, um, who had just joined us. Do you want to introduce yourself, Jim? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Jim Haney here. Sorry, I got hung up uh, on a meeting that just seemed to last a long time. So I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> stop. It just wasn't appropriate for me to let's say, hey, I need to get off this call. We've been on the phone for a while. Um, but it was all good. It was really good, important stuff. So uh, nice. Sorry, I, I am late. I just caught the end of your uh, recovery, <clears throat> best recovery moment there, Bill. That was very good. Yeah, and so we're just kind of, um, you know, sharing our best recovery moments. Like, I, I think about mine, um, and it's kind of similar to Bill's. It had to do with my family, and um, I love what Bill said about hindsight being twenty twenty because at the time, I didn't I didn't celebrate what had happened in my life as like this best moment, this changing moment in my recovery. But my um my family basically quit enabling me, right? For so many years they had enabled me and they had bailed me out of jail and they had, you know, um softened softened my blows when I would fall so it wasn't as hard and um and they they were done. You know, they were done doing that. And to me, that was one of the best moments that 
kind of um, jump-started my recovery journey because um, I didn't have anybody else that um, I could burn that bridge with, and um, all of my bridges were burned. And so I, um, you know, since they've done that, I've been in recovery since. I have not um, looked back in recovery. And so that's one of, you know, one of the highlights is my family saying, no more, we're not going to enable you anymore you need to figure this out and um, because we're done trying to figure it out for you. And it, it helped me. Like I didn't see it that way at the time, but now, you know, so many years later, I definitely see that as one of my best moments. I can, I can relate to that as well too. Cause um, my parents, it took me a while once they finally were like, okay, enough's enough. Um, it yeah, took me like another year, year and a half to moment in my recovery, but come to grips with that. And I was so mad at him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I'm your you son. don't how love you, me. How could you do that? <laughs> what are you, I, mean, I, I mean, I threw a, the biggest adult at, you know, mm-hmm. still trying mm-hmm. to manipulate and con and all the stuff we mm-hmm. do. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I, um, <clears throat> I, I, I think of so many different moments along the way. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to think of like, you know, like the, the best, like what is the best? I mean, I, one of the things that I incorporated early on was um, celebrating milestones. So, mm. um you know, and, and really trying to do something significant. So example, um, when I got, uh, I think it was my two year, pretty sure it was my two year. I could look, I could look up the date. Uh, but I think it was my two year. I had saved money, um, to buy this, uh, this acoustic electric guitar, so my, my, my goal was, you know, stay in recovery. And when you get to your two year, because on my one year, I bought myself a watch and, and it's funny because today I'm not a watch wearer, but back then it had some sort of significance of, um, I, I was put together enough to wear a watch for some reason. Like that was sort of the way I. You know what I mean? So it was like, okay, when I get to my one year, I'm going to buy myself a watch. And I got it engraved on the back. It's, and I still have the watch today. And then my two year, I got this, I got this guitar that I had been looking at in the store because it was sort of like it, the watch, the, the guitar, it's like symbolic in your recovery because you're, um, you know, able to work a job a little bit, right? Like I worked, you know, part-time, at first, you know, so you got to save a little money and then, you know, like, anyway, just these moments sort of moving along. um, Those are really big moments. And and I still have the guitar, I still have the watch and um, very significant. And when I pause and think about it, or, you know, open up my jewelry box and see, oh, there's this watch. Oh, yeah, that watch, you know, and you can look at the engraving. Um, those are really special moments and, uh, they sort of mark that, but it also gave me something to work 
kind of work towards. It was more than just being in recovery. I had to save the money and, you know, those kinds of things. So I think those are, that that's definitely big. And then just the people, the people, the places, mm-hmm. when I think back, right, people who said something or did something. Um, I can remember being in the hospital, being hospitalized and, um, and sitting in the big group room, um, the common space, right? And uh, there were there were windows, say on this side, and and I'm sitting there, and I'm and I'm I'm alone, you know, because everyone else is down the hall at group. And I'm here because I'm ticked off, angry, you know, wrapped up in my own illness. I don't want to go to group. Screw those guys, right? But I can hear them down the hall, and they're not, they're not sad. They're not crying. I can hear laughter, and I can hear, you know, I can't quite hear every word, but I can hear positive, and I'm sitting there. And I remember the the sunlight coming in through the window, you know, how the cloud, like a cloud shifts across the sun and the light goes from light to dark to light. And it shined in on this chair, this empty chair. And I was like, damn, you're not in the sunshine again. Mm-hmm. And that kind of resonated with me for a minute. And then I hear the laughter and I thought, well, you could be sitting in the sunshine. All you got to do is get your ass up and go sit in the other chair. <laughs> you know, like, like, and then it, for the first time, it occurred to me, it's my choice. Right. And that was a big turning point in my, this is my choice. I chose this chair. The sun is there. I chose not to be in the group. They're there. I'm here. They're getting recovery. I'm not. The sunlight is there. I'm in the dark. You know, like that was a big moment for me um, that stuck with me for years. Choices. Make good choices, Jim. Think about your choices, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a great great point like I started like when you were talking Jim I started thinking about another moment in in my recovery where you know early recovery you're super serious right like nothing is funny and um you know like I'm just angry and you know like you have to deal with all of these emotions and I remember that the moment um and it was it was a milestone in my recovery but I remember the moment so this group of people that I had surrounded myself as support for my recovery, um, they really didn't take themselves really seriously, right? They took recovery very seriously, but they didn't take themselves very seriously. And I was like, how do you do that? You know what I mean? Like, and um, I remember the moment when I was able to do that. It was, a, I, I think it was like two, year two or year three. And, um, 
So they would get together and we would have this um, gathering and um, you would have to wear this old miner's helmet, right? So you should be goofy to wear this old miner's helmet, right? And everybody who wore the helmet had to sign it, right, with their milestone. And, um, and you basically got roasted, right? It was like a, wow. a support group roast, right? They roasted wow. you. And I remember not feeling like it's this personal attack, attack on me, like the things that mm -hmm. they were thinking. Because roast can get a little bit like, mm -hmm. you know, hairy sometimes. And, mm -hmm. um, and I remember just completely enjoying myself and just like mm -hmm. laughing and enjoying it. And like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then at the end of this, you get the chance to be able to roast everyone back and like being able to come up with stuff and not being angry or, or being in the moment of it. And it was, it was one of the best times I've ever had in my recovery. Mm -hmm. um, I have these people who love and support me around me who are roasting me and I'm right. able to take it. You know what I mean? Like I'm able to take it and not mm -hmm. take myself so seriously. This is just for fun. And um, that was a really cool moment and mm -hmm. one of my best moments because throughout my recovery journey since then, like I don't take myself too seriously. I enjoy on, I insist on enjoying myself, you know, um, but mm -hmm. I do take recovery seriously. <laughs> That's great. One of the, yeah. one of the things that I kind of wanted to add to that, um, and, and it's kind of similar to Ashley's is moving forward in my recovery. Um, you know, the last time I spoke about my first moment, I talked about how my mind kind of shifted. So I saw things in a different light. So I kind of want to add to this, and this is maybe not a, a happy moment, but it was um, a big realization. So in the beginning of our recovery where it's a selfish program. We need to think about ourselves and we need to make sure that we have boundaries and on and on and on. And, and so for like the first three, three and a half years of my recovery, all I thought about was me and how to move my recovery forward. Um, and uh, I can remember I had a super supportive family and I, I chaired a 12 step meeting every Saturday. Um, and my mom and dad would take me and stay at the meeting with me. Um, anyways, we're driving down to the meeting and this light bulb goes off. And um, I had already made some amends and I had realized that I had taken grandparenthood away from my parents due to the choices that I had made. Um, and you know, I got all choked up cause I was just thinking about it. I was in the back seat, mom and dad are in the front and I had to say, mom, dad, my choices caused you not to be able to be grandparents to my kids. And how do you feel? How do you, what do you think about that? And they paused and, you know, we had that discussion. Um, and so that whole moment for me shifted my thinking again to where I was able to see outside of myself and realize that my choices, kind of like Jim was talking about, 
affect more than just me as well. Mm -hmm. And I was able to see mm -hmm. a broader picture of the world around me. Um, and um, that has moved forward in my recovery. And um, I think about, you know, little decisions that I make. How's this gonna mm -hmm. affect my wife? How's this gonna affect my mm -hmm. boy? How is that gonna affect my recovery circle? Um, and it holds me more accountable to values that I cherish. Um, mm -hmm. And so um, that was another moment in my recovery where my thinking was enhanced. It gave me the ability mm -hmm. to see more than what I was able to see before. Um, and, you know, I, that's not like a, it's a, it's a realization. I wasn't happy that I realized that I took grandparenthood away from my parents. It kind of right. sucked, you know, um, right. but it has brought more joy to my life because of that unfortunate moment that I realized all that. Um, and so, um, you know, I, and stuff like that happens all throughout our recovery journey. Um, yeah. It's just when we're going to be open-minded enough to see some of those things. And uh, right. so right. anyways, I, I just thought that, That's... you know, moving forward, I kind of wanted to share yeah. a memorable moment that maybe wasn't super exciting, but right. impactful. Yeah. That's great. That's great. For sure, for sure. That's a great story, though. <clears throat> Those moments, yeah. right, when we have clarity or we come to realizations or, yeah, yeah. That, those are like uh, the next step or the next rung or the next, right? Like it helps us sort of move forward or upward or, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a saying in, um, you know, ha you know, the path of recovery that I choose is like, some of my awakenings are of the educational variety, right? Like, <laughs> it's this this learning thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's what I thought of. I've had had many of those throughout my yeah. journey. And I, I completely agree with what you started with, Jim, is it's hard to pinpoint a couple because it's like every every situation to me is like oh my gosh like this is the best you know what I mean like and it does it just keeps getting better for for yeah. us when we when we choose each yeah. day when we wake up that the recovery is going to be my lifestyle today right right yeah and that's and that what you said I like I like that and you've said that before about the lifestyle thing because it's it's so much more it's so mm -hmm. much more than medication or therapy appointments doctor appointments so much more than that isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah so if you're if you're just tuning in or um catching the last piece of this you can definitely go back and check out our check out what we had to say and and share on our page your best recovery moment um We'd love to hear what those are. Also, um, we want to continue to keep doing these Facebook Lives. So if you have any ideas of what you would like us to talk about next, please comment and, um, and share. Yeah. Absolutely. And thanks for tuning in. 
Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.